0: That relationship between the people that work for your organization and you as the leadership of the organization, that's the critical piece.
1: Welcome to the Challenger Podcast. I'm Colleen Madden-Blumenfeld. On this episode, I sat down with Rick Cobb to talk about retention and attraction of talent, how things have changed over the years and what companies need to offer their talent to make them stay
2: we start with the relationship between employer and employee and their people has changed over the years Mm -hmm. how does that impact this
0: uh, issue I don't want to go like the old history I you know I walked up hill to school both Mm -hmm. ways in the snow every day but there is I mean I've been in the business for a long time Mm -hmm. so you know we had we had uh, way too many people doing work at one point you know in this in the 70s uh, even through to the beginning of the 80s we had layers and layers of management. And there was a lot of people that were really doing significant productivity. And so companies came in and chopped those layers out. And a lot of people, those jobs were eliminated. And that was the first time that companies were sending the message that you don't have a job for life. Yes. Right. You're not always going to be here. You'll never, you don't always work for ABC company. If we have to make a decision, we will. Competition causes us to make these decisions. And so that continues to be the case. And that's kind of the boomers at the, at the peak. You know, everybody's making a great living. Things are wonderful. And then all of a sudden, in the, in the 80s, uh, people yeah. started cutting layers out and companies didn't used to be like they used to be. And, and, and the next generations are watching that as it's going on. So that, that relationship between the employer and the employee changed. You know, and you come in at the bottom. You work your way up to the top. And then you get the gold watch and retire. And everything's great. So as those layers go out and things start to change, then you, you go through another issue where the companies are trying to become incredibly productive and efficient. That's the report card from Wall Street comes out right. once a quarter. And so we go, we've got to be more productive. And we're, we're measuring productivity. We're measuring process and Six Sigma and all these things that were coming in. How can we be the most efficient we possibly yeah. can? And so automation comes in. Outsourcing and offshoring the work is a big part of, of what happened during that period. And so now, at the sort of the manufacturing uh, middle class and blue collar level, goes well. That's we don't have a deal anymore, mm-hmm. right? We we don't really. I have no. I can't count on you, yeah. right? You don't necessarily care that much about me because you care more about making the company successful and moving the jobs wherever you move them. Uh, that doesn't that doesn't feel right. So there's that undercurrent of that. And then we get to the the, the next level of technology with, with mainframes, then moving to you know systems and computers smartphones and laptops etc and you know all the way up through the from the from the early from the 90s through the early 2000s it's about how much work can i get out of you yeah you know uh, i'll give you the best cell phone i'll give you the best laptop uh you know but you know you have to be you're 24 7 on demand right and were
2: those the only incentives it's like here's technology to do it
0: Oh no! Because our our compensation structures became really really sophisticated, depending on the company. About yeah. you know you get you have a base target. You know this is what I'm going to pay you as a base, which is a maybe a decent living. But your bonus incentives for performance, your 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 incentive based compensation, that's can be it's half or little, yeah. half to five times your income, depending on how well you perform. So it's all performance based. So you're uh, you become addicted or uh, chained to the work
2: mm-hmm.
0: and and so what's happened when we've had these economic downturns and uh, maybe more erosion uh, in confidence between the the worker and the and the senior management you get to a point where people say well I, that's what happened to my parents mm-hmm. and that's what happened to my parents parents and I don't really that's not really for me I don't really want that cost of education goes up the ability to buy a home is up there's a lot of economic factors which change that dynamic the separation of the very high one percent wealth versus a disappearing middle class and at the same time uh companies recognize whoa the people i need are quote unquote the smart people in the stem backgrounds because that's where my business innovation is and that's how i maintain my competition levels so yeah that all changes i don't want to i don't want to make the same mistake the generations before me made i value things differently i've also been taught by my parents mm-hmm. you know that I have a lot of value and capabilities I don't necessarily have to say yes sir no sir when you right, tell me Right. Uh, and then you're proving that by coming back to me and telling me I really need you yeah and what's it gonna take to get you so that's that's what's happening you know and so the, the whole shift now is in a, in a tight economy where the STEM backgrounds are the most demand the jobs in the most demand are people who can produce revenue mm-hmm. they don't necessarily write their own ticket but they have a lot more control
2: mm-hmm.
0: at the same time The human resources function, which touches pretty much everything in an organization now, has become a lot more sophisticated about identifying talent. Mm -hmm. How do I I get the people that you need here, or if not here, someplace, how do I get the people that you need, the skill sets you need, how do we get them to stay here, and how do we keep them motivated, engaged in doing the work, Mm -hmm. and this weird aha moment that's coming is. Well, geez, they have to be happy.
2: Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
0: No, you know, so like all of a sudden now being happy at your work becomes like a thing that people, I'm entitled to that. Right.
2: Yes. Well, I think, and I think we talked a little bit about generational shifts Mm -hmm. and I think the people my age, in their mid thirties to Mm -hmm. mid forties saw the recession in 2008 when we were just starting our careers, Mm -hmm. we see that there's really no trust Mm -hmm. between the the company and the person. Yep. So that's what you but We just want happiness, at least, at the very right. least. Yeah. So if we also have in-demand skills, we're going to start making these demands.
0: Yeah, I think that I think there's two pieces to that. At least, there's probably there's more than that. But the, one of the the two big drivers are that population's expectations, which is that I don't necessarily believe what you say in your in your recruiting right. methodology yes. any mm-hmm. more than. You know, you should believe what the recruiter says if you're going to join the Marines. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, you're not not everyone's going to be a pilot, sure. right? In the Air Force, right? So I don't necessarily trust that and believe it. Uh, I also have the the ability to investigate more carefully who you are as an organization how you right. operate. You can tell me who you are, but you know yeah, what you other, do. What you do go. is really what what you do is really who you are, not right. what you say you right. do. Um, and then on the other end of it, I have you need me. Mm-hmm. You can't hire somebody anymore at the entry level in most organizations and have them sit around on the shelf for five years and then all of a sudden decide, oh, you're here, I'll promote you right, and right. put them in a meaningful role because they won't stay. Right. And if they do stay, they probably don't have the skill set that you needed because they, they yes. should have been hit the ground running right away. So that whole dynamic has changed. Now, When if an economy was to turn south again, a lot of that dynamic changes, but it doesn't really change for the, the, the top skill jobs. Mm-hmm. All it, what that means is that the most productive, most important part of your organizations are even more important to keep, and the people that are on the fringes of that, those are the ones that you're. Those are the ones that are going to become expendable. Yeah. That's That's pretty kind of dark, though, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I, if we take if we take that, so let's let's assume that organizations, like we're we going to go to the like what is it the. The, sort of the nirvana of, mm-hmm. of, of a good organization. Organizations that will survive and grow in what we see as the current and what we think is probably the future environment are organizations that recognize that the people that are there have to be there because they want to be. Yes. And you want to be there because you enjoy the work. Mm-hmm because you feel like you're making a difference. Yeah. You get paid, you know, but pay is not as critical to this to this newer the newer waves of the workforce than it used to be because they can go. They are free agents. Right. They can mm-hmm. they can go somewhere else. There's more evidence that you can. And so the other thing that hasn't yet weighed in if we're going to put our crystal ball out there and look at it is The staffing agencies and the employment agencies haven't really quite got there yet, but if talent is really as important as we say it is, then why doesn't the staffing company actually bring these people on full-time and keep them? Right. Provide benefits, Mm -hmm. provide a relevant wage, and upgrade their skills on an ongoing basis so that okay, yeah, you were doing this work, but that's not relevant anymore here, but, but we're going to teach you how to do this other work, right. which is important so that when, when it comes to, And they're going to actually have the workforces that you need on demand. Right. Well, you're going to pay whatever they ask yeah, for that. Yeah, yeah. So we go back to the other thing we are looking at. It's like, why, is, why are we now saying that if I'm, a, if I'm a really talented coder and I know I can go to the Silicon Valley and make X and you know that and you want me, and I don't want to go to the Silicon Valley. I want to stay in Denver, where I am. Mm-hmm. Then you got to say, I'm going to pay you Silicon Valley wages, yeah. and you can stay in Denver. If that's a trend, you know, I don't know that it. It seems like it yeah, is. Right. Then it's it follows the other things that have changed about business.
2: Is there an industry that we can look at that is mirroring what you're saying more than others?
0: This so you know there's the early adopter po- process of anything, right? So you have a trend is like, well, what's what's the, what did we what do we talk about? Well, we talked about uh, you know uh, the e-commerce was going to take over the world. I think you and I talked about yeah, this well, before. Yeah. You know, so so e-commerce? They say, oh man, that's that's the way the world's going to do business, and, and we have to get ready for that and. There were a lot of organizations that really did focus on that, but there's more infrastructure stuff like I'm going to build cell towers and I'm going to build mm-hmm. cable, fiber optics cable systems and I'm going to do this. But it took a long time to adopt that. And even now, we're at, you know, in, it's been from 2000 uh, to now, it's gone from a half a percent to 10% of all retail in the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's actually quite, it's, it's quite a bit higher in Asia. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah so India, uh, Japan, yeah. uh, China, their retail online retail business is actually higher than ours mm-hmm. in terms of going to stores versus buying online. But it's it's headed that way. So, you know, in the next decade or so, probably half of the half of the retail business is going to be online.
2: Yeah.
0: It took 10-12 years yeah. for that, 20 yeah, 15 years mm-hmm. for that to happen. So let's say we're looking at this trend now with with talent, saying that to keep talent, we're going to have to, we're going to have to unbundle it and disconnect it from the geographic location. If they're capable of doing work remotely and they can do the work that we want at the level, we're going to have to pay the wage they want, mm-hmm. and they get to stay wherever they want. Right. There's a lot of pieces to that.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: How do you make them yours? How do you keep them? You've got to connect them to the organization in some way that makes it feel like they're part of something. If it's comp somebody can outbid you.
2: Right, Always.
0: Yeah. So why am I, why am I as a valued member of the organization part of it? You can attach it to uh, stock performance. You can attach it to monetary reasons, but at the end of the day, I think for everybody, even those that are the most money motivated money doesn't really.
2: Right. Well, it's really yeah. the people
0: that you work right. with. Right. You quit I mean. a boss, right? Yeah, exactly. But my boss is remote.
2: Yeah, okay. That's yeah. an interesting yeah. uh, aspect too.
0: Yeah. So there has to be, there, you know, if, as we talk about this, I don't even know that I, I don't have the answer, but you think about there has to be some sort of a unique way to connect people on an ongoing basis. And in fairness, I think, you know, our own organization has done a pretty decent job of that. Mm-hmm. You know, we have uh, a very small number of people in lots of different locations throughout the U.S., and I think our secret has been certainly they're paid well,
2: mm-hmm.
0: but there's a tremendous amount of freedom. Yes. But then we also bring them together and create a very cohesive
2: team m- type. team
0: concept and a mission. Right. Everybody yes. knows why they're here. We're here to help. Mm-hmm. We want to make you know we want to be successful. We want to make money, but we really like the fact that we're helping people. Right, right. There's no end to that.
2: Yeah.
0: Right. That's what. That's what futurists like Senek and, and Lincioni talk about leadership they say leaders don't lead leaders the, if you're if you're a leader and no one's following you you're taking a walk yeah. right? Right. right so 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 what a, what a leader should be doing is developing the talent around them and helping them be better yes. and i'm going to stay because my mentor slash boss slash leader has always she's always helped me be better at what I do and mm-hmm. she's always given me new challenges right. and I grow and I learn and I feel like I'm part of something here that I don't get elsewhere nobody else does it like here mm-hmm. we've had people that left our company and come back because of that yeah because no, of they know. get have they, a lot
2: of boomerang yeah, people yeah
0: <laughs> right so you have people I, you know, I, I thought the grass was greener and it's not and I'm back because I really like it here mm-hmm. because the culture fits yeah. so it's that culture there's another really interesting thing and I'm going to get kind of neuroscience on you mm-hmm. Um, <laughs>
2: she's excited. Oh, okay. all right,
0: all right, lay down, start breathing, count to 10 backwards. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then, so, um, what's really interesting about uh, how people become successful, and one of the studies they did recently, and it was an analysis of, of basically mammal behavior with a focus on primate behavior, mm-hmm. but not even just exclusively human beings, but mm-hmm. also you know chimpanzees and any sort of social systems that were at the at the primate level one of the ways that a a, a an animal becomes an alpha in a social system is demonstrating empathy mm. and generosity hmm. and a willingness to help others okay which
2: it makes a lot of sense. Well, it's a social system. So, yeah, yeah. yeah
0: it, even evolutionarily, you know, if you help other people, the chances are that the system is going to survive and right, thrive. Right. So it just makes sense that in order to become a leader, you have to be that person. Yeah, yeah. Uh, There's altruism happening. In yeah, this altruism is, is almost a DNA right. component, a function of successful social systems, right? So, and even like, a, and a, I mean, bats, mm-hmm. you know, do it. Every, 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 every social system does that. But the part that is a little intimidating or discouraging is that once the alpha becomes the alpha, yeah. the brain chemistry changes mm-hmm. in an alpha and their ability to feel empathy is muted. Mm-hmm. That relationship between the people that work for your organization and you as the leadership of mm-hmm. the organization, that's the critical piece. Yes. It's not money. It's not location. Uh, it's about them being part of the mission and feeling like they're relevant. Yeah. And then we want to jump over to the other category and talk about the retail environment. It's the same thing. Mm-hmm. You know, It's it's not uh, anything other than I really like a particular product because it does what I want it to do and it seems like the, the value is there, the price point, I feel good about it. Mm-hmm it's not about how many times I went into the store or where I bought it. Re- same 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 day, store sales in the future means nothing. Right, yeah, yeah. How many people are in their building? Shouldn't mean anything. Mm-hmm. How many people are in your building today? Shouldn't mean anything. It's like, you know, what are we trying to do? How well did we do it? And right. who did the best work? And did we recognize them and let yes. them feel good about that? And did we build that organization out? Which sounds like very... Uh, altruistic, but the reality is, it's it's how people work. Right,
2: and that's what's going to drive your growth yeah. and and profit.
0: Well, if we if we if we say that e- so e commerce is changing the model, and if we say that e commerce is going to force those who will survive to create a customer experience showroom, mm-hmm. very much like Apple, Apple, Bonobos, Amazon, many many companies are modeling that now. Mm-hmm. Even the back in the day with the big The Best Buy model, you know, all those. You you go in there and you touch the products and you play with them Mm -hmm. and this camera's broken because everybody's played with it Mm -hmm. 900 times. But at least I went and I saw it and I saw it and I want it. Now maybe I don't buy it for a year.
2: Right.
0: But we have the technology to track that now. Well, work is the same way. Right? So if I go, if I work in an organization and I feel good about it and I feel valued and I feel well, people are going to know that. Yeah, that's
2: right. You know,
0: why Why do you work there? Mm-hmm. What do you like about it? They, they treat me like a human being. Yeah, I, you know, I, I
2: get I, recognition for yeah, they,
0: work they, that's they, good. Yeah, I, I, I get to see what I'm doing. Yes. I mean, I feel like when I do something, it, I can see that it pays off. Uh, you know, we, we have a mission. Our mission is not to improve shareholder value next quarter. Our mission is to whatever it is. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and I know that Cinex talked about Apple's mission which is to uh, to educate and to give teachers the tools to educate. That's a great mission because it doesn't yeah. have an end. That's right. I mean that's whole Cynic's point is there's no end how do you how do you win business mm-hmm. the game? Yeah. It's right. an, it's an unending game, right? right? It's it's an it's an infinite game. It doesn't mm-hmm. ever stop. I we've talked about it enough maybe kinda of get to the formula, right? Yeah, so right. so what is it what's gonna what's gonna get them to come to work for me and do the work I need done? And then what needs to happen for them to like that and want to continue to do it? Yeah. And that those two drivers...
2: And also so that they can continue developing their skills because what they do now... I which mean, is what they want. 10, which is what they want and what yeah. ultimately the company wants.
1: Thank you so much to Rick for his expertise on this topic. To learn more about Challenger, you can go to our website, www.challengergray.com. I highly recommend you check out our testimonials page. You can also find us on all major social networks, Facebook, Twitter, and LinkedIn. Also, at the end of December, we will be having our job search hotline. So please check out our social channels for more details. We really love this event. It opens up our... expert coaches to um, the general public for our job search information. So stay tuned for more details. We'll have more details in upcoming episodes. And we always put out uh, details on our website. We look forward to hearing from you.